Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. And welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about what, what, actually, I got a question for you. What the hell are you worried about? <laughs> I know, hell of a way to start a podcast episode, I swear. But truly, I'm speaking to so many people who are so caught up in the lies that they're telling themselves and it's keeping them from being successful. I just, I don't want that for you. I want you to be successful. And a lot of the lies that people are telling themselves have to do with onboarding new people to help them inside their business, outsourcing things to people. I get it. I've been there. I've done that. I bought the t-shirt. Hell, I even laid an entire street getting to these things for you. But, you know, as the saying goes, it's important to learn from other people's mistakes. And I'm here to share with you what those mistakes are that I've seen not only me make, but also other people. And number one, there's a lot of lies that you're telling yourself. Maybe you don't tell all of these to yourself, but there's probably a couple in here you've told yourself. One, no one can service your clients like you do. All right, we'll get to it. Number two, no one knows how to do the things that you do inside your business. We'll chat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then oh, I have a special way of doing things. That's, that's another lie that we tell ourselves. It's a waste of time to train someone. If I were to train someone, it would just take longer to train them. So I should just do it myself. That's a huge lie. No one will care as much as me. And so they'll let me down. How about this one? I don't have time to chase people. Or, you know what? I've hired before. It didn't work. So it's never going to work. <laughs> These are all massive lies that entrepreneurs tell themselves, uh, particularly overgivers. And I want, I'm here to tell you that they are all in fact lies. hundred percent. Each and every single one of those are lies. <laughs> so let's break it down. No one can service your clients like you is total BS. Now, there's certain pieces of your business that need to be done by you and not by somebody else. However, there are certainly things that you can have somebody else do for your clients that might not be the whole picture, okay? There's a lot of things that we do to service our clients, and some of those things can be done by other people. True story. Again, mm, t-shirt. Because I used to think that. I used to think, oh my God, like... Nobody else can handle my client work. Nobody else can do what I do for my clients. But in actual fact, when you break it down and you actually break apart all the things that you do, there are things that you do for your clients that other people can do for you, for them. Now, next one. No one knows how I do the things I do. Or roll that into, I have a special way of doing things. Regardless, they're both similar things. And here's the truth of the matter. Yeah, you're right. Nobody knows how you do what you do. And maybe you do have a special way of doing things. However, that's easily solved. Just share it. <laughs> and I'll be all then stop that full stop. That's it. Just share how you do it. It's clearly not. It's not rocket science, right? If you're a rocket scientist, and you're listening to this, I apologize, because like, yeah, okay, rocket science. I can't do even probably if somebody gave me a how-to manual. But 
at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur and you're servicing clients and you run your business online and you're doing the things that most of us do, whether that's providing a service, providing a product, and there's a bunch of steps in between, we can write those down. We can share them through video. There are so many different ways to share how you do something. And then here's the caveat. And I think this is the most important thing I want you to get out of this line. Okay. So the lies of no one can no one knows how I do the things I do. And I have a special way of doing things. When we hold steady and fast to those things, and we're like, if we hire somebody, we're like, you have to do it this way. You have to take step A, B, and C in this order. They must be done this way. Yeah, sure, you can find somebody to do that. There's tons of people out there who are more than happy to do that. I guarantee you they're not the people you want on your team because they're not going to help you succeed and they're not going to help you grow because you're not allowing them to, okay? I'm calling you out. When you hand over a task, I'll tell you this. When I hand over a task to somebody on my team, I say, here's how we do it. Here is the way we have done it. Can you go through this and tell me if it makes sense? If you have any ideas or thoughts or opinions that you feel that could help us get this done more effectively or efficiently, please let me know. Do you know what the difference is? If I hand over the task and I say, this is how we do things here. And this is the only way we do things here. You get people like the employees at like McDonald's or another fast food restaurant or any other kind of franchise, because this is how we do things is robotic. But when you bring somebody in and you show them a plan or a process or procedure or SOP or whatever you want to call it, and you say, this is how we have done it. Here's how we have been successful at this. Please go through it. Let me know if you have any questions. That's number one, because the first part of that is if I hand over a process procedure SOP to somebody and I say, here you go, do this. And if I don't open that window to say, does this make sense to you? Then my assumption is, you know what you're doing. And their assumption is I'm not allowed to ask questions. That in itself causes some huge issues inside a team. Okay. If you want to build a team, I mean, if you want robots, that's different. But if you want a team, the difference is I hand this over and I say, hey, here's how we have done it. Can you go through it? Let me know if it makes sense. Now I'm opening a door. I want to hear from you. And then the other side of that door is, hey, if you have any ways that you think that you could be much more effective or efficient with the way this task is, please let me know. You opened a second door to say that communication is important and you matter. Okay. That's going to build that team that you're looking for. So now the next phase, it's a waste of time to train someone because it'll take longer to show somebody how you do it. Yes. In fact, the first time it will take longer than it did because you're now showing somebody how to do it. Maybe the second time and maybe the third time it might take, depending on what you're trying to teach somebody. So yes, the first time it'll take longer than it would have if you'd done it by yourself. But guess what? After you have trained somebody, now you gain back those hours. Let's say it took you an hour to do a task. And the first time you trained that person to do it, it took an hour, maybe it took two hours. The second time it took an hour and a half. The third time, maybe they were able to get it done within that hour period of time. But guess what? After that, you've gained an hour repeatedly forever. Okay. Until you have to train somebody else. That's a different story. Nonetheless, it does take longer to train somebody. However, the benefits, it's just, 
it's short-term pain, long-term gain. You train somebody how to get it done. If you're effective and efficient training, you might not only have to train them one time. If you do a video for them, they can rewatch it themselves. And therefore you're not actually having to be present for their learning. That's an entirely different story. We'll talk about that another day. However, it is not a waste of time because you are investing in somebody. And when you invest in somebody in your team and they feel like you're investing in them, then they will actually provide you with some amazing, amazing stuff inside your team, okay? Investing in people is important. And you will actually reap those rewards. There will be a return on the investment of your time because you will now gain back that time because you're no longer doing that task inside your business, okay? So it's a lie. It's not a waste of time. It's, it is actually a very, very lucrative way to spend your time. And I mean, time is my love language. If I don't gain time or if I'm not, if I don't feel like spending the time is a good thing, I'm not gonna, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna lie to you as much as we lie to ourselves, that this is in fact a fantastic way to invest in your, your time in your business, okay? How about this one? No one will care as much as me and they'll let me down. Mwah, mwah. That stems from the, the other piece that I just talked about. If you, if you bring somebody on and you say, if you're robotic with them, is this is how we do things and you can't make any choices or changes and I don't care what you think, I just want you to do this, then yes, you're probably going to have people who you hire who don't care much about your business. They're just there to do a task and get a paycheck. End of story. However, if you bring people in to a team and you show them what you're up to and you're open to communication, you share with them what's happening, you build a team environment where other people can lean on each other. Well, now you're building people who actually care. Okay. So will somebody let you down? Maybe that's on them, not on you, right? If you provide the right environment, you provide the right skills, the right training, if you provide those things to them, then if they let you down, that's on them. Now, however, the coolest part about this is when you do bring somebody in and you've nurtured them and you've gifted them with your knowledge and you're helping them to become the best person they could be and your team is also nurturing and gifting them between each other. Now, when they let you down, it could be because of something that's actually important. Maybe they let you down because their kid got sick and they had to take them to the hospital. Maybe they let you down because they fell down and got a concussion. I mean, there's lots of different reasons why or ways that somebody can let you down using air quotes, of course, but maybe it's not really the factor of letting down at that point. Now we're just having human experiences. Now we are just being human and we need to now support each other in that. If you build a team that supports each other, then they can support the other person in that. If somebody falls down and gets a concussion, somebody else can say, oh, you know what? That's okay, Sally, no problem. I'll do your thing that you got to get done today. I know that so-and-so is waiting for that. So let's just, I'll, I'll just take that off your plate. Don't worry about it. That can happen inside a team without you even having to be part of it. And that's what's important about building that team so that they support each other, Okay. Yes, you have been let down before. Yes, people have let you down before, but allow them to invest in your business so that it is in their best interest not to let you down because when they are invested in your business, then they want to see you succeed because when they see you succeed, they know that they're going to succeed too by offering them more opportunities, by opening those doors, by encouraging them to tell you what's going on and by allowing them to grow within your organization. Now they care. And they're not going to let you down because they're letting themselves down. Those are the people you want to hire. 
if you're hiring the people who are robots, then yeah, they'll let you down because it's just a paycheck and it's just a job and it's just a, a task, right? So that's something different. So next one, you've, you don't have time to chase people again. I mean, this, I can't, I can't even come around to this enough, but if you're chasing people, if chances are pretty good, you've hired people who are task completers and they're not invested in the overall project or in the overall business. Okay. So you can hire people just for a project and they're invested in that project. They don't have to be invested in the whole business, but they're invested in the project, or you can hire people who are more invested in the whole business, um, which again, a whole nother topic, but when people invest in you, then there's less chasing to be done. In fact, sometimes they'll, sometimes I've noticed <laughs> to my team, they will chase me. <laughs> That is beautiful. It is the most wonderful, glorious place to be is when my team goes, um, yeah, hey, Ange, yeah, I'm chasing you. I need you to do X, Y, Z. Mind-blowing amazingness. There is not, in my opinion, a better way to build a team than so that we are all accountable to each other, that it's not just the boss chasing people or the owner of the business chasing the contractors, but that it's the other way around too, that there's this symbiotic relationship of investment in growth and in support. Okay. And then the other one is I've hired people before and it didn't work out. So it never will. I hope that some of these other ones have already given you the answer to this one. And that is who the kind, who are the kind of people that you are hiring? Not only who are they, but how do you bring them into your organization? Are you supporting them? Are you giving them the ability to have um, their feedback heard? People who are invested in your business are people who are actually going to want to be a part of things. And when people do want to be a part of things, they will work hard to make sure that their work is done in a way that you want it to be done or that it needs to be done for your clients. You're not going to need to chase these people. It's not going to be a waste of time because they will pick it up because it's important to them to pick it up. They want to show you that they can be successful inside your organization. But here's the deal. By allowing ourselves, allowing yourself to believe these lies are keeping you from being successful. Because managing your businesses and your tasks all by yourself is crazy making. It's absolutely insanity. And trying to do it all by yourself is overrated. Literally, you get underpaid for it and it's overwhelming. Now you have spinning too many plates. Things are falling off the plates. You can't decide which side's up and you're exhausted and you really can't figure out why you decided to own a business in the first place. Now you don't have to hire anybody full-time, okay? Your first hire could be somebody who, uh, my first hire was an accountant. They worked for me once a year. I would give them all my information and they would make sure that I put it into QuickBooks correctly. And then they would do my taxes at the end of the year. That was my first hire. I, like I said, I hired them and I, they only worked for me once a year. My next hire was somebody to help me write blog posts. And when they first started working inside the business, they worked, I don't know, maybe a couple hours a month, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe a little more than a couple hours a month, but nonetheless, probably 10 or less hours a month that they worked. And now she works a lot inside the business. In fact, she's going to edit this episode before you hear it. So she has grown within our organization so that she's taken on other things. And part of that is asking the question, 
What is it that you see inside the business that you would also like to do? What skills and assets do you have that you would like to bring to the table? And expanding on people's roles to the point where it makes sense, okay? If somebody has other skills that you didn't know about, then why not embrace that relationship and encourage them to grow within your organization? You don't need to spend hours documenting your processes. You just don't. I do have the instant outsourcing bundle. You can buy that. It is a fantastic way to start documenting your processes. There's over a hundred different processes in there. There's like, I don't know, 80 SOPs, whatever. There's a lot of really great ways to get started with documenting your SOPs, putting together those processes. Um, and that's in the instant outsourcing bundle. You can get that at instantoutsourcingbundle.com. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. However, you can literally just record yourself screen sharing it and get your uh, team to use those screen shares as their springboard to move on. Okay, side note, if you've got somebody who's really good at documenting something, you can screen share what you're doing and then ask them to write the SOP for you. Inside the Instant Outsourcing Bundle, there's actually a template there that you could use to document those processes. Well, actually not you, but you know, somebody on your team can do it for you, which is fantastic. And you don't need to worry about being a manager. If you are building this team so that each other supports each other, regardless of which, which role you have inside the business, instead of it being silos of people, we're now a hub of people and we're standing on the outside of this wheel holding our hands, okay? So now each person can help each other rather than there only being one person to move to. You don't want that model. That'll drive you nuts. You don't need every single person on your team to only be asking you questions. That, that is a recipe for insanity, for shizzle, okay? However, think about things like administration in your business, customer care, blogging, basic website changes, email marketing. Those are some great things to start thinking about when you're looking at what can I outsource first? Like I said, my first was an accountant. Then that accountant worked for me once a year. Now my accountant works for me quarterly just because of the business and the way that it is now. It's a heck of a lot easier than trying to get it all done at the end of the year. It's, it's a lot. So your business will grow, change and expand. Things will, things will evolve as you move forward. But the number one thing that I think is really important is just stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself because that in fact is what's holding you back. You are standing in your own damn way. So cut the lies now and start thinking about what is it that I am so damn worried about because what you're worried about is probably just a lie. All right. So sit down, put some thoughts to it, write out some of the things that you're great at, write out some of the things that you're not so great at, and then find out what things you need to get off your plate right now so that you can not only enjoy your business more, but that you can put your energy and effort into things that will actually grow your business rather than just run it. Oy. I hope you have a fantastic week. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 